episode seven has come around so fucking fast, I can't even imagine it. Here we are, um, joining us tonight in the red brick for the Willpower Weightlifting Podcast. Michael Farmer. Evening. Jordan Sakaz. Good evening. Captain Kedward. Hello. So tonight we've got a pretty fucking, I've got a, a full diary of shit to fucking get through. Um, we're going to go through training. We're going to start with you, Mike. How's your training been? Yeah, wicked. <laughs> oh, wicked. Oh, go on. Um, yeah, so well, we'll start with tonight, probably. We'll work do it, do it. Um, so tonight I snatched doubles 120. Snatched doubles 120. Um, yeah, that's a, bit, that's a marker, I feel. Um, you've been chasing that for a, a long time. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I don't want to interrupt. Well, I am. Right. Uh, you say we've been chasing it for like, we've only ever tried it once. <laughs> yeah, tried it once. <laughs> And it succeeded. Chasing it for about four minutes, really. <laughs> 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 well, what was it? Up past four? Yeah, well, snatch double. Max. Yeah. Right. I don't think it was Max. No, I, I, I don't think so either. Um, I was really happy with the shape. And the shape on the second as well. Was Fuck me, it was. Even better than the first. I was, yeah, really happy. I yeah. It's got to be 30. I think that, that's, that's the marker for 30. 30 Correct. Plus. Yeah. Very good darts, that was, Michael. Uh, what about earlier in the week? What set it up? Tell me the lift that set it up, Mike. Oh, um, we did snatch deadlift plus snatch. Um, yeah. We were supposed to be doing four at 110. Yeah. I did three. I turned to you. I said, I, I, I want 120. Yeah. And you had the exact same thought. Yeah. I put 20 on the bar. My first ever 10, 20 jump. Correct. And yeah, nailed it. Like, absolutely smoked it. And it's, it's strange because I, I felt fatigued because we got a, a hard training week. But the almost the fatigue, I could feel the fatigue, but it, it, it motivated me more. Um, I feel like I could really recruit the muscles that I needed to because they were tired, and I really had to switch on. And that's just a switch in my head, which is uh, turned. And now, now look, we're 20 double. 20 double. And, uh, you know, we've been, I said to you, this week is going to be fucking up on the game, isn't it? Yeah. We up um, the volume? Re- really up. And yeah. Well, perfect. My body obviously loves it. Yeah, it does. And, and you, you know, you're, you're getting fed now. Getting fed. Body weight's up. Body weight's up. What is your body weight? I was... 69. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, I, was, I was 73 today. I've actually filled my weight class. You filled... Uh, that's the first time in fucking six years of weightlifting. Yeah. Um, uh, well, when I was a 67, I did. But that, that was just cutting. That, was, that wasn't nice. Right. I wasn't involved in your life at those days. Uh, Jordy, uh, how's your training? Very good, yeah. So we've started our first week of... Properly weightlifting after um, probably five weeks of rehab um, after the British. Tell, tell the viewers. Uh, so basically, um, going into the British, realised that we actually had a partial tear in the in the tendon in the patella tendon, um, but that's actually healed itself since doing the rehab with Radu. Um, Thanks, Radu. Thank you, Radu. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. Um, so yeah, we've been doing a lot of barefoot stuff and um, a lot of um, feet integrity work and things like that, and it's starting to pay off. Um, and now we finished that intensive cycle of rehab, and we've gone into um, a four-day-a-week program with one day of uh, conditional lifting and um, one day of uh, treatment with Radu. And I'd say we've gone for a conservative week just to gauge we did what the body is capable of, and this week has told us that the body is recovering extremely well. It's the first time in years that I've got to a Wednesday session and my knees have felt um, better than the Monday. So we're now at a place where we know where we're at. We know the body's capable of some serious 
weightlifting again um, and there's no signs of fatigue on the knees or, or struggle on the knees that will bleed into the quality of weightlifting. Um, so, yeah, it's fucking exciting. I don't know what my body's capable of right now, but it's a lot more than we've expressed this week. Main difference is the balance and the fact that you're now able to push through the quadriceps and hold positions. Yeah, so obviously with pain, you even if you, you try and work through the pain, there's a subconscious reluctance to do that. So you, you start to, that's when you start to see um, differences in positioning and movements that um, where you're looking to avoid that pain. So in, in, in this instance with the knees, and I'm sure a lot of people will be going through this as well. If you've got pain in the knees, you're, you're going to try and keep the weight more in the posterior to avoid pushing through with the legs because pushing through with the, the quads is going um, to provoke knee pain. Um, and obviously now that the knee pain is being reduced, I'm starting to fire with the quads a lot yeah. more. Um, and I've got very strong quads. Strong quads. Um, so now we're starting to use them properly. And it's noticeable, um, certainly in, in a patient, more patient pull and a more explosive finish. Um, less jump back. Less jump back. It's a lot more in a straight, straight line. Yeah. Um, so like today, um, sorry, on, on Wednesday, a 130 snatch double um, with relative ease. Correct. Um, which we've we've not done for some time. And I think we've got the capacity now to push towards 140 doubles and... and Just up that um, intensity of training. Just up the loading. Yeah, yeah. It? So we haven't accumulated for um, actual training for some time now. Yeah. We, we got into a position where we could snatch 47, clean jerk 83 on little to no strength work and all posi positional yeah. work and working around the, the current limitations of my body. Now the limitations are less um, and we've got the opportunity to build strength with this newfound technique yep. um, and, and refined technique. So we've got the capacity to really push on now for the next five weeks. And I think that is something that as a 10-year weightlifter, you will have the residue of the sport you know, within your body and you have to then seek the knowledge and guidance of experts like Radu uh, to help your body to the next year or so, well, year for you because mm -hmm. it's the Commonwealth Games, and express your potential, which is what I feel is you're able to do now. Is, is I'm seeing what is in my mind's eye and I'm not seeing the limitations of your body telling you you can't do something and so we don't fall off any cliffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, you just look at yourself as an athlete and what is actually preventing you from performing at your best and then you address them with the, the people most qualified to do so um, in order to maximise your potential with your weightlifting coach. So it's, it's certainly been something that we've, we've not done before for, for a great period of time. Um, now we've actually done a long stint of rehab and addressing movement patterns and pain and um, things that have been holding me back. Um, and you've, you've got to take that backward step and, you know, start from fresh. Um, and then you'll, you'll start to see a kick on again. Captain, how's your training? Um, I've had a couple of weeks off and just had fun with the deload. But my, my favourite type of training Lots of volume. All the complexes. And I've, yeah, it's been lovely this last two weeks. Very good. How's yeah. your body? It's good. Yeah. Again, Radu. Yeah. Thanks, Radu. <laughs> Looking after a few of us. Sorting my legs out, and it's felt really good the last. Pain is low? Yeah, there's, there's none. No pain. No. You will have heard it 
captain before talking about how much discomfort she was in before the competition. Last time it was high, and now it's low. It's low. Right. And uh, what does that do um, for you when you approach training? It makes me feel more confident with it, definitely. Right. As it would do. Um, so we've had a busy time here at the Willpower Viewer. Um, we've uh, run a couple of competitions. Uh, the the last competition was the Parabellum Cup, and uh, that was a competition from the Army, Air Force, and Navy versus the Willpower. And it was a Sinclair event whereby uh, we had whatever it was, let's say 40 lifters, 20 from the uh, combined services and 20 from willpower, and we accumulated all of the Sinclair points, and then whoever um, got the most Sinclair points won the cup, called the Parabellum Cup, and they fucking won. Uh, by one snatch, and... <laughs> Fuck. Sinclair points, 132.7. Um, Joe Walton's here, sat in the wings... He's got his arms crossed, defensive. Uh, Joe, what was your opening snatch? 135. That would have won the fucking cup. Anyway, let's move on from that. <laughs> um, uh, th we had uh, the willpower um, uh, like open, didn't we, where we had uh, 80 lifters in a couple of days. That was uh, about seven weeks ago, something like that. That was a fucking great event. Very, very good yeah. uh, weekend. Um, lots of people lifting uh, really well. I was uh, saying, I think, to Nicholas earlier, um, it, it's almost like uh, everyone who's fit, who's not recovering from something, has hit new levels of training. Um, and, you know, viewer, we've got plenty in the stable. So there's 30-something lifters who've all hit personal records at some point. Um, Michael, of note, wh wh what do you remember from that competition? You were on the, uh, on the, the official's desk. Yeah, um, for me, I think it was Liam, Liam and that comp, Liam and Garen. Yeah, they really put a shift in. They uh, put shifts in. Yeah, what, what did Garen hit? He hit 101, 120. Right, that was at the Parabellum Cup. You're getting the, the comps mixed up, but it doesn't matter. They, 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 those two boys have fucking come come good fruit, haven't they? Oh yeah, um, there are a couple <laughs> of plum trees that are offering a lot of plums. Uh, Liam <laughs> come out come out of nowhere. Past six months, he's yeah really grown. He's grown yeah. in, in his skin. He's He's part. He's part of the club. He's he's one of the boys now. He's grow. He's growing up, and it's lovely to see him hitting some some big weights as well. Yeah, very much so. Jody, what what do you remember? <sighs> you you were on the MC in. You were Mike in. It sounds terrible, but the the only thing that really sticks out for me is Joe passing out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That, I know. I know. I sh like. There were so many amazing moments. <coughs> Um, I I tell you what really did stick out for me was just Charlie's performance, um, full stop on on that that willpower comp was just incredible. Charlie Mack, yeah, witnessing witnessing his training all week, um, you know, in the lead up to that and that taper, just seeing a fucking fire in his eyes. Yeah, he yeah, was the video, yeah, yeah, he was determined to um, you know, put on a fucking hell of a performance, sort of. Um, redemption from the last competition he did where there was injuries and and, out. Um, and he bombed out, as did I. Charlie, what did you hit on that comp? Uh, 14.51. Yeah. Fucking numbers. Um, and, I, I mean, the one before that was uh, 95, 98, 
Uh, yeah, and no, then bombed on 30 yeah. odds. No, so it's 98 splat. You know, splat. and it's, I mean, to 150 for anyone is a fucking massive, massive moment in a weightlifter's journey. Correct. Um, to hit it on the big stage in front of all of your um, your team in a competition is just, it's so impressive. It's brilliant. There were so many, many moments like that, weren't there? Yeah. Beth hit a 95 kilo clean and jerk and fucking, it was just, it was fire and brimstone the whole way. Yeah. Captain, what do you remember from that competition? Which one now? The, the, the willpower open. Willpower one. Where you lifted. Mm. What did you lift? 73, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 73. Was it 73? No, 71. And I went for 74 yes. and I missed it. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, that well. And then the, the clean and jerks. I didn't make the clean. Yeah. I you gave me a bloody heart attack. <laughs> is what you did. Yeah, and then I made it. So it's fine. <laughs> but again, uh, that would tell us uh, something about your yeah. physical state, wasn't it? Yeah. That um, you know, uh, prior to that competition, we told the viewers before that you were, you know, as we just said earlier, you were managing the pains mm. and you weren't able to squat, and so you're gonna feel your cleaner jerks at that point. But your snatches were fucking firing. Yeah, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of pass outs, wasn't there? That's all I remember. I know you know what I'm like that. It was a hot environment, wasn't it? Hot sweaty. It was intense. You look at uh, a typical weightlifting competition being in a you know main hall, fucking vacuous sort of energy, and then that was the antithesis. It was a closed, tight environment where everyone sat close to the platform. The music was fucking pumping. The energy is just palpable. You know. That's fucking weightlifting there and then. It's like darts. Yeah. Darts vibes. Good darts. Uh, and <laughs> I think uh, during the British review, uh, we mentioned that our competition had a parade, 10-minute interval, run on time, over two days. Not one session was behind. Mm. So it can be done. Organisers. Um, yeah, it was fucking brilliant. And it was 80-plus lifters. I think it was 84 lifters yeah. on the day uh, over the two days. And plus the crowd. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really fucking amazing. Um, so, yeah, well done, uh, the organisers of that. Tom Jolly, Ollie Reese, and the fucking team. Um, everyone who volunteered. We had good loaders. Uh, we had uh, fucking all the equipment set up, wasn't it? Fucking, it was fucking banging. Yeah. Good yeah. music. The music Whoa. was fantastic. Yeah, Mike and I sort of, um, we had good fun putting the music on. A lot of people asked for a playlist afterwards, and um, both both competitions were amazing music. Well, I, s- I saw I was unfortunately I wasn't at the la- the the Parabellum Cup competition, but I saw plenty of videos and the music was just yeah. fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk, well, I'm gonna I've I've was gonna put this in later, but I've got music revisited on me notes. Right. So. <laughs> for fuck's um, sake. I know where this is going. <laughs> hold on. Uh, a little while ago, uh, I can't remember what, ep- it may be in episode one, yeah. where we discussed training music. Yeah, we did. And I think, Mike, you said something like, uh, you play house music or whatever it was. And I said, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Now, at the Willpower Comp, <laughs> at which, the after which, party. Which part? <laughs> <laughs> the after. Uh, in the after party, I got on me pants, viewer, <laughs> right? And I stood on a fucking table. And for about four hours, I danced in me pants in a fucking <laughs> raging sweat to some kind of, to all that music you were playing. What is it, Mike? Um, 
it, it was house music, it, and then as, as the night progressed, it went to techno. Yeah. Yep. And it got it got pretty heavy. Charlie, what I say to you? I understand. I understand what it all means now. <laughs> right? I couldn't get it before, viewer. You were there. I, I was fucking in it. You were there. And before that, it was an interruptive uh, vibration that was oscillating me, as I've told <laughs> you before, and just taking my uh, concentration away from the list. Now, I'm, a f- I'm, I, I'm like a fucking revisionist. Yeah. I've been now fu- you ask for them. I, I put it on, <laughs> I say. You looked, you looked at one of the boys, I think, in the last one and said, the fucking drop on this. Is <laughs> <laughs> and we all had to sort of look at each other and say, is Did this what, what have you done to my uncle? Just, just go with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Th- so the music, uh, like tonight, there was no Willpower Classic playlist. No. It was Big Friday. Uh, there was what was it tonight? House and Tech. House and Tech. There you go. And adverts. And ad- oh. what, what? What? Adverts? Yeah, I'm gonna bring that up because who's got the adverts? Basically, um, all right. Mike went down the, s- the SoundCloud route because there are a few different avenues you can go down um, with music. Brilliant songs, but he, ha- he he haven't paid for the premium. So wait, wait, wait. I've got Spotify. Why aren't we using that? Uh, these songs. Yeah. I thought I'd set a different different tone today. Wha- it was like What's that got to do with adverts? I, I, I'm, I'm paying for fucking no adverts. We have to use a different platform. Well, why aren't I paying for that fucking platform? Some of us wanted to know the I prices don't of want, Grammarly. I do not want adverts in my fucking gymnasium. Right, well, we can, we can fix that. So fix it. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I thought I'd revisit the uh, music. Hang on, hang on. Just I'm doing two things at once here. Um, we're going to make a call in a second. Uh, because... As I said before, I'm not dogmatic. I like to be adaptable. And when you're dancing your pants, viewer, for fucking four hours straight, sweating like fuck, things can change. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to call um, Stone Hewer. Oh, Raz. Yeah. Because we've said before, uh, we're doing medieval minutes. Right. Hang on. He's, he's ringing. Now, I did a sound check with Stone Hewer earlier. Sounded like he was in his fucking carsy. Has he gone to bed? Stone Ewer? Hello. 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 He's on the blog, isn't he? What? That? Can you hear me? Uh, we can hear you, Stone Ewer. Where are you? Where am I? Yeah, where are you? What, in the UK? You mean, or what? Well, <laughs> are you in your fucking house? Where are you? Yeah, I'm in the dining room. You're in the dining room. Is it a tiled floor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's full of stuff as well. Why that, I mean? Whoa, fucking hell, Stone. You know, it's got a lot of fucking reverb on it. Na- natural reverb. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Don't worry about that. You can't do anything about that. We're going to fucking run with it. This is fucking live broadcast. Right, Stone. Right, here we go. Um, now, we just spoke about the willpower competition that you uh, ventured down yeah. from uh, the north somewhere, um, yeah. with your very well-shaped uh, moustache, and you lifted. Yeah. Tell us how you lifted. Yeah. Um, you know, leading up to the competition, it, it, it wasn't the best um, the best cycle. I'd had a, a root canal the week before, and the week before that I'd had COVID. Um, so training was on the rocks, so to speak. Um, Give us some good news, for fuck's sake. Tell us how you lifted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it lifted well. It was fantastic. Great. I'll tell you what, the, the energy, yeah, it was brilliant. So uh, that's the first time you've made a trip to Willpower? Yeah. What were your thoughts? 
Oh, I loved it. I think um, I think the energy is fantastic. I think everyone was very friendly, very teamly to each other as well. When someone lifted, everyone shouted. You know, so it was brilliant. Yeah. Did you hit a competition PB? Um, yes. Um, it has been a while since I've lifted on the platform, but it was a PB on the snatch and the clean and jerk, and I guess in the total as well. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. So you had, a, you had a full house. Yeah, yeah, it was a good day. It what really a, was. What a great Weekend. day. Uh, and, and a great weekend and a great bunch of lads as well to boot. So, Stone Hewer, um, last podcast, episode six, I said to the world, or the 50 people who listen to this, uh, that you're going to do a segue called Medieval Minutes. Are you ready? I'm ready when you are. Right. After the fucking music stops. Uh, who's got a phone? Uh, wait, wait, wait. We need a minute's fucking timer. I got it. Oh, hang on. Wait, wait. No, Jordy's got his fucking Rolex. <laughs> Best pre-owned dealer in the UK as well, I mean. I'm not sure it's got a chronograph on it, is it, George? Uh, Keep it terrible time. Hasn't got a minute. Sorry, Stunio. Right, the captain's going to do a minute for you. There we go. And she's got the minute ready. So when the music stops, Stonehewer, you give us a minute's worth of medieval myth or fact. Go, Nick. All right, let's go. Wow, okay, right, today I thought I'd take a minute to talk about the origins of the lifting stones um, in order to bridge the gap between my medieval minute and uh, a weightlifting-related podcast, so here we go. Uh, the earliest example I've got is the Icelandic lifting stones, first documented in the 11th century. The stones were used to qualify men working on fishing boats. Very simply, the bigger the stone that you lifted, the more pay that you'd receive. The stones span four different categories, starting at 23 kilograms for useless pay, 54 kilograms for weakling pay, 100 kilograms with half strength, and then 154 kilograms with full strength. The stones were rectangular in shape and they could be placed on the knee and then brought to the chest. Perhaps more like a, what we call a Zercher squash than you know, your, your classic Atlas stone. Um, well, needless to say, the job interview caught on as a standard test of strength, uh, and the four original stones survive to this day. Somewhere in Iceland called And we're back. Right. Well, thanks to Stone Hewer for the medieval minutes. Um, Michael. Yeah. Uh, you said to me this week we got a fucking new sponsor. Yeah, we, we got Big Dog Coffee. Big Dog Coffee. Yeah. R- right. Okay. Uh, tell me the story, Mike. What's happened? So Big Dog would like to be a bit more of a permanent sponsor. So we're going to shout out Big Dog. And hopefully in return, we're going to get uh, some coffee and some discounted coffee for the members. Right. Um, is there going to be a code? There might be a code. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a bit misconstrued, the code. Right. So we have an internal code. An internal code. Members, right. Which is very kind of Big Dog. So you've got to be a member of Willpower to have that code. I like that. Yeah. Potentially, there could be a public code if there's demand. Right. <laughs> okay. Demand. That's the business. So we've got an internal code. <laughs> but viewer, <laughs> as oh, yet, right. we're waiting for the public code. Stay informed. Right. So that's the sponsorship thing. Um, let's, we may as well do the crypto. 
Uh, go for it, George. How's crypto? Flying. What, what, what's flying? Well, we're back at... Uh, yeah, we're doing well, aren't we, Nick? So I think you said it was about three, $3, <laughs> Nick? $3 last time we spoke. Um, it's up to like $10, $11 now. Right, are you selling? Fuck no, I'm fucking old. Holding. Oh, he's in for the holding. long game. So I... The the upper, I mean, it got to twenty nine dollars. Orion Protocol, we're talking about now, isn't it? Orion Protocol, ORN, ORN. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, no limits on this one. No limits. There's fuck it. There's no limits on anything. Everything's got potential, George. Orion Protocol to the moon. To the moon. That's where it's going. That's where fucking uh, Jeff Bezos went the other day, wasn't it? He just in went his, to, he in just his went cock machine. Into the sky. Right. Okay. Mike, how's fucking uh, Padano going or whatever it's called? It's, it's going really well. Yeah, but. I will say, yep, say uh, I sold out. He sold. What? Fuck, he didn't hold. On what? The d- he what? sold on the dip. No. He sold on it the dip. Was, no, no. Listen, it, was, it was a good idea. I don't idea. know what it means. <laughs> he sold when it was on his ass, basically. And now it's gone well, out. It, well, not at the bottom. When it was going down, I sold. Yeah, panic. you got out. A panic sell. I, I panicked. I think yeah. it was you make any money? Though. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right, so where's it now? Up. <laughs> in, in my bank. No, 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 no. Where's where's the price of your fucking old crypto share? Where's that, Nick? Oh, sorry. Tiberius, the producer, $2 is two dollars forty nine. What did you sell? What did you sell at? Yes, you do. You lying fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone remembers what they fucking sell at. I don't know. It was on. It was more. Um, what more I bought. It was not more than that. All right. He sold for a little bit less than that, viewers. All right. Okay. Uh, I didn't even check. Uh, what, what was it, my one? Shankai Shank? Fucking, what was it called? Sushi coin. Sushi coin. Uh, whatever it was called. Fucking it's sushi like, bait. Who fucking knows? Typical that you you, uh, you know the numbers when it's on its ass. I didn't even check my own. Um, right. Now, I've put this in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that? What's that? What I have a segue. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> This is a banger. I well. fucking love surprises, mate. <laughs> 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 fucking love surprises. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Right. So, shit. Mikey Farmer. Don't know if you remember, <laughs> uh, quite quite a while ago, we used to. Yeah, Nick, this is going a little bit different, but whatever. Fuck. Do um, it, Mike. Do it. We had a men's rankings board. We did. Yeah. We just. We still do. We still do. It's become less apparent now for a certain reason. Oh. Wow, I know where this is going. Now, back in the day, it was Shovel made very it, apparent that this man next to me was number one, and everyone else was below this man. Right. Now, we went to the British champs. We agreed. Cheers. We said, hey, George, we'll go head to head. We'll see who's number one after this. Fucking hell, needle. We went to the British, and I won. You did win the internal comp. Yeah, well, me and Joel, that's all that matters, really. Yeah. No Sinclairs in the jungle, but that's all <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> right. Uh, Michael, yeah. the willpower men's rankings list, or the rankings list, because there's a female one as well, yes. is done by Sinclair, correct? Correct. Right. So you are saying that you are now the Victor Dudorium, the champion of men. Yeah. Right. And Geordie is not. Yeah. Geordie, what do you say? I lift more than Mike. Weren't you talking... Were you not recalculating things on a different scorecard? Uh, Robbie points uh, a bit more current. He had to to go there. He had to try. Hey, I didn't have to go there. (laughs) Fucking IWF went there, son. Look, 
we ain't we ain't you look you're looking at the, you're looking at the past boy right Sinclair points that's yesterday's news yeah right pull up the Robbie points he's probably done me on the Robbie points as well but until we <laughs> um, we'll, we'll know next time um, yeah look all I'm saying is yeah hats off to him he's out Sinclair me um, we all know that the Sinclair isn't entirely relative but I mean irrespective Oof. well done Mike um, that does not sound like a good loser does it <laughs> I'm a sore loser Right, that's what it's uh, it's our makeup. Yep, it's good. It's competition, internal competition. Michael, congratulations! You're number one ranked you. on the hit parade of the Sinclair fucking bloody blah, blah, blah on the willpower rankings. That's all I ever wanted. Great. Wow. <laughs> I hope not, Mike. <laughs> I, I fucking hope it's Olympic that's gold. Not, that's not true. No, right. <laughs> Take your boots off. Put them on the edge of the platform. <laughs> walk away. Right. Is that it? Yeah, I'll do. That'll do. Right. Thank <laughs> you, Mike. Fucking hell. You had your own music as well. That was Eagles. Good. Yeah. Yep. Good tune. Um, I've put this in. Coach-athlete relationships. Right. Captain, what is it about our relationship that matters to you? Uh, communication. Right. That's a big one. Um, do we communicate? Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit different when you're injured or there's something wrong. It, it sort of parts a little bit. But When you say it parts a little bit, what you go, a bit, you go a bit quiet? Quiet, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. need you. You just nod. <laughs> right. And let me do what I want to do. All right. Um, Nodding. Okay. <laughs> should we uh, should we investigate that a little further? Yeah, we should, yeah. Uh, how's your energy when you're in those places? Um, I just like to be on my own, don't I? It's it's sort of brittle. Anyone know about... Do you know what nougat is? It's, it's like a... It's a very sweet, delicious snack. Yeah, but you have to break it with a hammer. Yes. Right? Because <laughs> it's brittle. Yes, <laughs> and in that energy, you can be like if 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 it's struck wrong, you can then strike out. Right. True, like bowling. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so when you're in, um, how can I put it, some sort of uh, discomfort, mm. I'm very aware that I should stand my distance. Okay. So that is my understanding of you as an athlete, and then when you're back in flow, we're fucking back in coordination. Yeah. Um, we have a very uh, open, communicative relationship, do we yeah, not? Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah, I would suggest we do. Uh, we're also friends yeah. outside of the gym. Very good. You know, our family are friends. It's fucking great. I bought a fucking trailer off your father. Let <laughs> 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 me fucking Volvo. Yeah. yeah. That's important to me. Um, Trailers. Now, no. Yeah. Relationships. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, uh, I'm fucking spending <laughs> coin. He don't take Bitcoin, does he? Um, and now. I, and I need, I need a plan. You do. I'm very aware that when I feel like that, I don't have a plan, and yeah. I, I, yeah, it's and that, I don't like that. Well, okay. Somebody said to me, um, I think it was Charlie Stone, asked me uh, the difference between programming uh, daily, weekly, and then monthly because I'm back on the ledgers. Everyone, I'm really happy about that. All right. So are other people. So I'm back on me ledgers, which uh, my ledgers uh, viewer, if you don't know, are uh, Mike. Grab a ledger so you can put it in the camera. Uh, my ledgers are literally ledgers. Nick, go to camera two. Right, okay. No, 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 no. no. You, that's, not, that's not a ledger that I fucking... Just show my fucking program, Mike. Get a program. Joe, give it to me. Give it to me. Right. It's like QVC, isn't it? Right. So, in here somewhere... No. We, do, we don't have one. Right, we, we, we do have one. Um, yeah, we do. You got the camera on me? So in here, 
Just, just pass things. Pass things all over. Fuck it out. What was that? <laughs> that just fucking went. Who's that? Who's is that? Gary's great. There we are. Fucking check it over. I did call Gary, but he's uh, mine. he's, uh, he's got out. tractors on the top. He's got tractors. Yeah. Sarah tractor. That's what I call her. Yeah. Where have these fucking boys gone then? Get the anyway, fucking ledgers. Right. So this is a ledger, and I don't know what camera I'm in. Right. But you can see there's lots of beautiful writing that I create early in the morning. Um, and this is the way I program for many, many months and years. There we are. Something's going on. Lovely. Um, anyway, uh, and I shelved that off because we're busy. What's happened? And I put it... Someone's outside. All right, we'll just pause here. top of the container. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> well, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> Somebody tried to uh, climb into the willpower through the gate onto the container, navigate the roof, and as you saw, viewer, uh, people rushed out of the uh, red brick to the scene, and fortunately, I can't name his name, but we have a professional here <laughs> who stood him down in, what would you say, George? I was incredibly um, professional and... Yep. Sophisticated. Yeah. Far better than any of us. Really <laughs> yeah. the, the weightlifters that went out there wanted to rip that fucker apart. <laughs> and uh, the professional stood him down in a professional manner. So, uh, getting back to where I was, which was basically talking about the ledgers. And Captain said she's very happy that we're back on ledgers. Uh, so, here is... Uh, are we on the camera? Yeah, yeah. Yep, right. Uh, so, here's uh, a ledger. It's Gary Jackson's ledger, by the way. Um, the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Still. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you can see my beautiful handwriting. And this is the way that I would program for the majority of the time here. And I think I was uh, talking about, uh, Charlie was asking me, how would I, I would program between uh, daily, weekly, and monthly, or you know, cycle? Um, well, if I program for a, a daily, it's generally for somebody who is recovering and I don't know what their body's at, and I need a daily update to um, influence their training daily. So they may well be recovering from a knee strain or something, and I'm going to uh, adapt their training in a daily way. So tell me how you recovered, and then I'll apply the appropriate what I feel is appropriate for you the next day. In a weekly sense, we were doing weekly before the British, and we were pushing fucking hard, and it was, right, what can we do in a week that will accumulate for the competition. And that's the difference between the daily and the weekly. And then coming back to the uh, cycles between uh, the three-week, four-week cycles that I write in my ledgers, uh, we're in that phase now where I can just write uh, good three or four-week cycles, depending on who it is and how I adapt to them. Um, and that is the way I like to write those programs because they flow from me. Do you feel better? Uh what I've learned is, is to adapt all three methods to 
if somebody's got an injury, writing a three-week cycle or a four-week cycle is very... Uh, you're going to adjust it anyway. So I may as well just do it day to day. If it's... Uh, we're pushing... Like, do you remember uh, when we were doing the power cleans and your power cleans fucking boosted? Like, if I'd have wrote the program in a ledger for three weeks and we'd stuck to the numbers, we would miss the opportunity of the weekly adjustments. Being constrained. Exactly. So we have to... You know, any program you have is a structure that guides you through uh, what you're seeing, what you're witnessing as evidence in the training environment. So you must be adaptable to that. But when you're in this phase, we, we've had our competitions, we're planning for, um, you know, the next seven weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. You can be a little bit more long-term and you can be a bit more uh, predictable in the accumulation of volume, etc. So I feel comfortable in all of them. I do like my ledgers. I like to write in my pencil um, and put it on the pen and draw you a tractor pulling a fucking haymaker or something like that. I, I name the programs. They're all fucking, you know, they're very personal items. Um, so this segue, just in case you've forgotten, is the r relationship between coach and athlete. Uh, Michael, you've spoken about this before. Uh, what do you feel is important between you and I? Um, I my biggest thing I'd say is trust. Um, trust in the process, trust in the system. Uh, trust that there's always a plan. Um, and like today we were coming in, I didn't know what I was doing today um, because I'm in this weird sort of phase where my body's uh, progressing at a very rapid rate. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know what I'm capable of every session. It's unpredictable. Unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and we should go by feel and energy. Yeah. Um, if I give you a score of six out of ten, you'll uh, make that adjustment. If I say yeah, nine out of ten, well, it's my went for it. We did go for it. We went for it because of Wednesday, didn't we? The the deadlift yeah. plus the snatch at one twenty, um, and then I just said to you, go maximum on snatch. And after that, we consolidated with clean fronts. What jerk? Yep. I didn't even fucking see it to be honest. Um, but uh, you know, you got to one forty. I said start at one thirty. Give me four lifts between thirty and forty, or thirty, and then see how you feel. But manage it well. Michael's an experienced lifter. He knows what that means. He probably had more in the tank. But for me, I had what I wanted. I had the double. You've had the double. It's what you wanted, and. You know, so next week is going to be because I said to Michael at the beginning of the week, this is going to be one of those fucking impact weeks where we fucking up everything, and we've upped everything, and still, I feel your body had a bit more in the tank. Yeah, we're, we're not there. So yet. I, I may up next week. Yeah. You know, like I was thinking, I go up, up, down, but now I'm saying, well, I may as well go up again, because your body is telling me that you can take another up week, and that is the benefit of the weekly. If re evaluation, yeah, and when you've got athletes who are progressing, you know you can't always predict what their bodies are going to do because their bodies are adapting and advancing beyond where you think they can be. There's no way I could predict a 120 double at the beginning of the week because it was, uh, you know, you've tried it once and you've made it. Yep. Um, so that is the importance of the relationship of trust, as Michael has just alluded to. So you. You pay attention and you program what you feel is required of that lifter. Uh, Jordan, what's your view on the relationship? Because like we're blood, so that's different. Yeah, I suppose it, I will reiterate what Mike said in, in the trust element. I think that's the first and foremost the, 
the underpinning sort of fundamental that you rely on as coach and athlete. Um, you're trusting me to do my due diligence as a weightlifter and that's inside and outside of the gym. So, you know, I think in the past, um, you giving me programs and then me failing to complete them because I'm not complying to the, the, the sort of athlete lifestyle and, you know, going off track with food or drinking or, or whatever it may be. Now it's, you know, you need the trust in me and the faith in me to live my life, you know, as optimally as possible, whether it be with rehab, food, sleep, stress, all of the all of the factors that influence you as a weightlifter. And then my trust in your plan and our plan and, um, you know, the long-term goal because we're both training to win the Commonwealth Games. That's a non-negotiable. That's exactly what we're trained for. We don't train for second. We don't train for third. We, we train to win. Um, I trust that your your plan, short-term and long-term, is, is in line with that. And you trust that I'm doing everything I can to, um, to get there. Um, and I think that's... I think that is is what a weightlifting um, coach and athlete relationship is all about, or in sport in general, really, is just being in line, being in line with what your goals are as an athlete and a coach. So in this case, it'd be to win the Commonwealth Games, and then both of us doing as much as we can to achieve that. Let's bring in the wilderness. Uh, when a, an athlete is in the wilderness and they're not quite on their game, it is that's the hardest period for a coach I feel is because you can feel coach wise that your athlete is able to perform and uh, and has the potential to exceed where they're at and yet their life is in the wild you know and you've both experienced that you've you know Michael you came off a period where you just had low motivation and it was like let's do the reps let's fucking get back let's get in the game Let's fucking get the reps in. Let's get your body back into training and do the things that we know works well for your body. And for you, Jordy, you know, you've gone through certain undulations over the last uh, three years, should we say, whatever the time frame is. It's been injury. It's been uh, perhaps post-competition um, highfalutin, uh, you know, where you've enjoyed yourself and yeah. then it's been difficult to get back in and so we've lost momentum. The wilderness is hard to navigate as a coach and that's when your relationship is really important, I feel, because you need to be patient with the athlete. And it's not all about, um, I certainly don't lecture. I'm not, I, I don't feel I do. Have I ever lectured you, George? Uh, no. Um, no. Well, I have after a competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you remember the fucking, uh, what was it, the um, Commonwealth Australia. Championships Australia? Yeah, yeah, I fucking lectured you then. That was fucking tough, on it? Uh, yeah, so that, <laughs> I, I, so we set a target of hitting 320. Um, my previous best was 300. Uh, we went to a competition and I hit 310. Um, lifted very much within myself. Um, but then I had external influences sort of in in that environment, being quite far away from home. Um, and then we spoke that evening after the competition and I said uh, a lot of things I didn't mean. It was more, you know, it was... You know, I'm happy to get back on the platform. Three, you know, still a ten kilo PB, and um, I'm proud of this and proud of that. And uh, you, you, it was a harsh reality to hear that it wasn't part of the plan. What did I say, George? I, 
I don't even remember. I remember crying. (laughs) (laughs) It was something like, well, I don't feel that way. We go under fucking weights. Yeah, so the main main disappointment was the fact that I pulled a weight and didn't get under a clean, which is the ultimate fucking bottle job. Um, That, you know, you can can take missed lifts, but, um, you know, there's a difference between missing a lift out of fatigue or um, lack of refinement or you know, just not having the capacity to hit that weight on the day and um, compared to not being mentally prepared for that lift yeah. and switching off and or, or you know, not lifting with the conviction requires for that lift, um, which was which was the case of the third clean and jerk at 180. Pulled it to the thigh and, and let go of the bar. Um, and yeah, we had that conversation. Um, very tough on it. Tough. It was hard for me. I think we didn't speak then for maybe two, three days. Yeah. And I, you know, my initial response was uh, sadness, then frustration, anger, um, a lot of drinking. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then three days later, it was sort of just like, I dropped you a message, you left me be, and I I said, I understand, you know, it it makes sense. You've got to let the emotion settle to realise, you know, if if you set targets and those targets are true to yourself, and th- they always are. Um, if you fail to reach those targets, you need to ha- be held accountable. Um, and if you're if you're sort of trying to justify that to yourself and um, speak words that you don't mean to your coach, it's up to your coach to say, you know, call you out, call smell bullshit, isn't it? It's yeah, well, just be uh, honest with where we're at. Uh, I think we were very honest after that competition. We restructured things in a way that helped you for the games and again it was an improvement and that's the way the relationship needs to be it needs to be honest it needs to be trust-based and we need to know that we're all in it at the same ratio we're equal in this partnership it's a long journey we're here for the long haul and you know when the athlete is in some sort of uh, pain uh, as I feel you were at that point it's for me to be honest to say, well, that's that's not the way we do things here, but also to say, well, now the emotions have settled. Let's be frank about what I need to do, what you need to do, and then work together to to increase because it's a fucking relationship. You know, that's the important part of it. It's not criticism; it is a relationship, and it's based on honesty, and it isn't about attacking the individual. Um, and when you can establish those relationships long term, you get to fucking keep your athletes. If you can't, then they leave you and they go and fucking find another coach. Right. Um, brilliant segue. Thank you for all your input. Um, competition calendar. Well, we've got some uh, uh, actual competitions happening soon. Um, uh, I've, I've, I've written a few down. We've got the Welsh Age Groups on the 26th of September. Hang on. I'm going to ring Tom Jolly. I don't know if he... Is he up? Who knows? Let's fucking ring him. He might answer, but I'll speak um, Tom Jolly. Right, let's call him. I think my phone's still connected to the old uh, Bluetooth. Um, let's see. Look, Tom's got a fucking gorilla on his... Uh I think that's an irony. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not ringing yet. Um, so who knows where he is. I'll keep fucking talking. So we've got the Welsh Age Groups on the 26th of September. Can't make a WhatsApp call because you're not connected to the internet. Go fuck yourself, I'm connected. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking connected, sunshine. Let's have a look. Right. I'll try and do this. Two things. We've got the British age groups on the 27th of November. 
then we got a virtual qualifying event um, at some stage before the Welsh Seniors, which is on the 11th of December. And then we've got the British Champs, 29th of January. Right. So who have we got in the Welsh age groups? Uh, we have Liam 120. Liam? <laughs> yeah. Um, Garin? Garin. Um, I know Meg wants Meg? to compete. Yeah, everyone yeah. under 23. Who? Oh, fucking Llewellyn. Big Llew. Yeah. He wants to do it. Absolutely. Um, Grace, I think, is um, contemplating that. Right. A number of athletes doing doing the Welsh uh, age groups. Uh, and then they can qualify the uh, British age groups. Um, then we've got the seniors, and we've got to qualify. How many do we have trying to qualify for the um, the Welsh seniors? Twenty odd, probably. Got quite a few, haven't we? Trying we to qualify that for that before that date. Uh, yeah, we do that before the eleventh of December, um, and then we got the big one, which is the British Champs on the 29th of January. And Tom's fucking a wall. Sorry, Tom. Uh, gonna dump him off. Right. Okay. Not, not Bring him on a normal line. Uh, well, I'll try. You ain't gonna get a signal in here, you. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it's that fucking freak who's just jumped jumped over <laughs> the thing. Um, uh, well, I can't just. Fuck about like that. Uh, then we got the big one, which is the British Champs on the 29th of January. Um, boys, you've been selected for Great Britain at the uh, in, in Finland, at the European under-23s. Is that right? When does this come out? This, this podcast? When uh, is it? September 1st. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is that secret, is it? Yeah. It, oh, it's fuck. extremely confidential until then. Uh, yeah. We've had to tell our coach because you've got a plan for these things, oh, do you? Fucking hell. Um, I've landed a minute. Right, okay. Again. <laughs> yeah, well, um, lifting for GB again. It's been a, a long while. Um, when was your last GB comp? Tw 2019, Romania. Yeah, mine was 2018. You know, was it? Yeah, long, yeah. long time. Oh, yeah, Poland. Poland was the right, last okay. one. So haven't you been went to Poland? Went to Poland? Fucking yeah. hell. With fucking Twain. <laughs> fucking the fucking yeah. top sidler. He fucking sidled his way through fucking Polacky land. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it'd be a good opportunity to lift again. Um, like I said, it's been a long time. Ooh, it's ringing. Long time coming. It's oh. fucking, it's ringing. Let's see if he's up. Right. All right, Phil. We've just got fucking Tom Jolly. It's ringing. Will he answer? I, I don't think he'll answer. No. Fuck knows what Tom's doing. Is he competing tomorrow? Yeah. He's coaching Leah. All right, well, let's fucking wake him up. Fuck him. So Leah's, Leah's lifting on Sunday. It's 10 to 10 at the end of the day. I, oh right, probably it, having it a wank. Could be. <laughs> could, could be on uh, uh, on his gorilla coitus. <laughs> Not answering. Come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. Pick it up, Tom. Come on. Pick it Go up, on. Tom. Pick it up, pick it up. Nah, Billy. he's not going to pick it up. He's out. It's one shot. That's it. Fuck him. Right. Sorry, Tom. Um, So... We've got the Europeans in fi Finland. Finland. And that is, uh, now it's six weeks away, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. About that. Uh, so, um, Mike, we've talked about your training. Your body is fucking starting to fucking sting right now. Yeah. It's like a fucking massive hornet. Yeah, it's on it. Putting the fucking sting on. Yeah, Geordie, your body, we have said to you, uh, well, I've said to you, not we, <laughs> but there's a fucking <laughs> conflab here, right? I have said to you, we're going to build strength for five weeks and then we're going to fucking drop down and do weightlifting. Yeah. Right? So we are um, in a phase of training that is, uh, I said to you this week, show me fitness, and then I'll gauge everything from this week's evidence. Mm -hmm. 
and this week's been a fucking good week. Yeah, for the I mean, it's been incredibly conservative in what was otherwise um, or previously a challenging week. I would say you know the numbers expressed: one twenty doubles, a one thirty double on the snatch, um, plenty of reps at one forty five, one fifty on the clean and jerk, um, getting up to you know one nineties on the squat again. You know, it's 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 starting to build now, and yeah, with no signs of of fatigue really. Um, so it's showing that we've got the scope to be around the forties, the sixties, the seventies. Yeah. Um, and then come refinement after this strength cycle, um, we can start expressing foreign numbers. I, well, I think the efficiency that you've increased without actually a building strength has been substantial. And you know that because you've hit a lifetime snatch, clean jerk, and total. And it is for us now to build that strength gradually over five weeks and then pull it back, allow your body to recover and fucking go and see what's there on the day. Like, it's a, it's an event that you can, you're, you're going to wear the GB vest, always a fucking good day. Go and, uh, you know, lift for the nation, if you like. And then, but it is a train through because the big one for you fuckers is the British Championships on the 29th of January, is it not? It is, yeah. That is it is now. Where's it that? is now. Yep. Yeah. We were due to lift in uh, Singapore in, in October and that's just been knocked on the head today. Um, so we'll be training um, training hard through November, December, yep. and January. And the Commonwealth Games qualifier, the big qualifier, will be in, in other British champs in the end of Jan. So here we are. We've got two athletes who, you know, one I've trained for a decade, one I've trained for about six years, who are now um, at that point where we are looking at the large cycles of training. You know, we're looking at the quads. We're saying we're going from games to games. And, you know, we're looking at the qualifying events and now the calendar's back in play. We're paying attention to the calendar. We're going to do the work that we require. Michael, I've, you're very straightforward. You just need to get fucking stronger and your total will go up. Yep. Very straightforward. Uh, for you, Geordie, it is, well, give me a fit body. Let's see what the body can do. And then we will scale training appropriate to your body. Yeah. And then for everyone else who's looking at um, qualifying for seniors, well, we know we're going to have a massive amount of people um, hitting qualifying totals because uh, all the willpower competition, everybody hit uh, new loadings. So we should have a high population of af our own athletes at that competition. And all we need to do is uh, qualify at a an appropriate thing, which it, I think is going to be a, a virtual event um, these days. Uh, that's great. We can uh, run a virtual event in the gym, have a good atmosphere, have a fucking have it smoking, get fucking somebody on the decks, Charlie Mac, um, and you know put the fucking the 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 whatever tunes Michael just uh, uh, iterated earlier on, whatever they're called, put those on. <laughs> I'll get in me pants and sweat a bit, and we're all fucking good. Right, Nick, play us out. That was a fucking great episode. Thanks to the fucking Joey that jumped on me container and just started a fucking climb. Thank you to the person that I can't name who was an industry professional that handled the situation properly. Michael Farmer, thank you. Evening. Jordan Sakars, thank you. Thank you. Captain. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye to you. See you for episode eight next time at the Red Brick. <laughs>